Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up. Never shut up. Never Good morning. Today is Tuesday, January 2nd, 2024. Phew, we made it. I'm your host, Rose Cress, and today we pulled Code Red. Did we really pull Code Red? Well, I picked it because Code Red is actually the inception for my idea for this show, so I wanted to start with Code Red to honor that energy. This past summer on tour, when I was stepping into Ephraim's shoes to do the after show, and then I ended up doing some pre-show as well, I was really thinking about, well, if I'm going to continue this, because I had been asked, what could I bring to the table? What parts of me can show up? How can I be authentically me and not just try and replicate what Ephraim was already doing? Because if I do that, it's going to be terrible. I've been teaching enough during the course of my life to know that you can't step into somebody else's shoes. You can't do what they're doing. You have to be authentically you. So it's Saratoga. I'm sitting in the audience with my best friend and her husband from Tucson shout out to Ginny and Tom Beal and she starts playing Code Red and I was like oh my gosh this is such an amazing song what's the energy of this song how does that relate to yoga and I just kind of got like zapped with this download I would call it maybe we can call it red energy Code Red energy and I just saw myself practicing warrior pose to it. And I thought, oh, that's the energy of Code Red. That's the yoga energy of Code Red, is that posture of warrior pose. Because warrior pose is protective energy, but there's also this grief around warrior pose. So in Sanskrit, warrior is called Virabhadrasana. Say it with me. Virabhadrasana. And the story behind warrior pose is that Shiva was married to Sati, his first wife, and Shiva, the god Shiva, he's the god of destruction, he's the god of yogis, he's got locks, he doesn't really care about his personal appearance, doesn't really care about material things, he's all about meditation and growth, he's kind of a warrior as well, so he wears a loincloth, you know, he's described as dirty. So Sati's father is like appalled that she's married to this guy, because even though he's a god, he's just no, he's not dressed well. He's just not what the father wants. And so he has this party. He invites everybody but Sati and Shiva. And Sati is just destroyed by this a disrespect of her husband from her father. So she goes to the party. She shows up uninvited and drama ensues. And the end result of this drama is that Sati throws herself on a fire. She self-immolates. Shiva is just destroyed by this because it's his wife. And so he rips out three dreadlocks or one lock, it kind of depends on the story you're reading, and throws them to the ground in his grief. And those locks then become a person. And this person is Virabhadra. And so Virabhadra goes to avenge Sati. And the avenging is from this place of 
love from this place of grief. So warrior pose isn't about forcing. It's not about pushing. It's not even really about fighting. It's about fighting for righteousness, fighting for what's right. I saw Matthew Fox, who is a Christian mystic, and he talked about the warrior's duty is fighting for love. And so this idea is these come together and Code Red is really, I mean, it's talking about more than just one thing, but it's talking about that. I will do this last one and then I'll grow me some wine. What you stole, I would have given freely. So there's this sense of loss woven into the song. There's a sense of, you know, doing what's right. And, you know, the person she's talking about has done wrong. I mean, who's this person? We don't know who this person is. I don't think she's ever said. I think some of us have some ideas. And then this sense of pulling back into protection. I'll do this last one. Like, I'm going to do this one more thing. But then I'm going to go, like, I'm going to retreat and I'm going to grow me some wine. So that's what this energy was bringing forth so warrior pose then when we take that pose of the warrior our back leg is grounded in our past we know who we are our forward leg is kind of moving forward with ease the knee floats forward we're looking forward at what we're about to engage in where we're going but we are steady and balanced in the present moment. And so this code red energy of protection, but fighting for what's right, fighting for love. And love is the only thing to fight for. This is why we get all kinds of constrictions in life when we're fighting for things, when we're fighting for stuff, material stuff, the righteousness of what's right. So that's warrior pose. And in particular, I'm thinking warrior two pose is what came for me. So if you were going to practice warrior two pose, how would you practice warrior two? Well, we have a picture for you. But you stand with your feet three, maybe five feet apart. It's got to be comfort level. And then we turn the toes, all 10 of them, both feet in one direction. So your front leg is in line with the hip. The back leg is angled in. And then we want to make sure that the knee is protected. So your pelvis is going to be at a slight tilt just to make sure for your own unique anatomy or sacred geometry, as we call it in the yoga training. The knee, front knee bends forward over the ankle. But then there's this tendency, if you've ever looked at or seen pictures of warrior two, there's a lot, especially like in ads, like if you're not a yogi and you're not reading yogi books, then you've seen this pose before, but I can guarantee you the yoga commercial, yogurt commercial has it wrong, which drives me bonkers. You're not leaning forward. Your spine is right in the center. Arms are wide and you're looking forward over that front hand, which is over that bent knee. And then we're holding and breathing. So as we take this pose, where in our lives are we fighting for love? Where are we protecting ourselves so that we can love greater or fight for what's right? That's what this pose is about. And that's the energy of warrior two. This warrior two energy and code red energy can also carry us forward into the new year. 
with our intentions or the seeds we're planting. So yesterday, I led my yearly, my annual New Year's Day workshop. I I call it an online retreat, but I love leading this. And part of it is coming up with all of the seeds that we're planting for the new year. Intentions, resolutions, whatever you want to call them. And I was inspired by Ephraim's post where he kind of went over his intentions. This was like a couple weeks ago. He went over the intentions that he sent and how set and how he did on those. And I thought, well, I could be a little more specific about the things that I want to do in 2024. So I am going to read them off for you just like Ephraim did for us and to help hold myself accountable and maybe inspire you to do some. So here we go. Uh, I'm going to go to the gym one time a week. I'm going to swim 100 miles this year. I'm going to read 15 books. Because I'm swimming, I'm going to learn how to do 20 continuous freestyle laps. I swim breaststroke. Uh, 150 days of no sugar, 12 hikes, 10,000 steps five times a week. I want to see five new things in Oregon, including Mount Hood and Multnomah Falls. I'm going to go camping. I see my older brother, two blog posts a month, a yoga video two times a week, or how about two yoga videos once a week? Life Force Yoga Challenge program that I've been working on, uh, finish my asana book, edit my mudra book, pick up morning pages again, which means I want to write more, play games less on my phone, go back to the movie theater more. I didn't see a single movie in the movie theater in 2023. Send more birthday cards, paint more, 7,500 minutes of meditation this year, 24 online moon yoga classes, 200 of these podcast episodes, so get used to it spend less money, eat greens every day, practice the piano five times a week. So I'm going to learn how to play Apollo's Frock. I'm going to learn, finally learn that Rachmaninoff piece. Daily post on social media. I'm going to make more money. I'm going to habit tracker for accountability and maybe actually keep up with my habit tracker. Does that mean that I should put the habit tracker, filling out the habit tracker on my habit tracker? Does it work that way? Because I think maybe I need to add that on there because I am like the most inconsistent person with the habit tracker, but that would keep me accountable. I'm going to go to bed at a consistent time. No, let me change that. I'm going to go to sleep at a consistent time. I want to see more friends and I want to plan a trip to San Francisco. So Adam, Chris, Joel, I'm coming for you this year. Get that bed ready for me. All right. So there you have it. Warrior two pose, code red energy, plant your seeds. What are you going to do in 2024? You can always reach me on social media. I'm Yogini Rose on Instagram, Rose Press on Facebook. You can follow me. You can share with me what seeds you're planting because I would love to know what you're planting. And look, if you put it out there, there's maybe a little more accountability. You might find somebody that wants to do the same thing as you that you can like hook up with and you can text each other right? I mean, if somebody wants to say, hey, Rose, how's it going with such and such on your list? I heard you're doing this. I'm doing that too. Let's check in every day and see, are we doing those things? So accountability partners, 
That's a good idea. So if you put it out there into the world, you can help hold each other accountable. You can be that partner, right? Don't they say working out means with buddy means that you're actually going to work out. So somebody can go to the gym with me and we will maybe both go to the gym on the same day in our different cities. Because I don't think any of you all are living in Albany, Oregon. But if you are, come and find me and we'll go to the gym together. Or you can come swim with me if you live in Lebanon, Oregon. But I don't need accountability for swim. I have to do that for my job because I'm also a lifeguard. And if you want to be a guest on Fan Favorites Fridays, which you'll get to see what that looks like this Friday, January 5th, where I talk about my favorite song and answer the questions. Also, January 5th, Friday, Mark it on your calendar because it's my birthday. Woohoo! I think I'm turning 46 this year, 21. I'm celebrating the 25th anniversary of turning 21. It's going to be a big celebration. No, it's not. It's just going to be birth- my birthday and get my hair done again. So if you want to be a guest on Fan Favorites Friday, let us know. You can send us an email. I'm going to have a schedule because everybody wants to talk about their favorite song, right? And this is your favorite Tori song, of course, because this is a Tori Amos podcast. So to all my yogi friends who are listening, welcome to the Tori Amos fold. I dub thee an honorary ears with feet. You're going to get to know these songs. Make sure you listen to Code Red and to all of my ears with feet friends. Let's practice Warrior 2 pose today. See you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Never Shut Up is a production of the Sideways Society. For more information and links to things mentioned on the show, please visit us online at songsoftoriamus.com. Yes, I know what you think of me. You never shut up.